Good. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? This is Taman. Tyrese. And we are the Lazy Dads. And coming to you. I always want to say coming to you live, but we're not. Coming to you live. <laughs> I mean, it's live for us. <laughs> but coming to you, uh, August the fourteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, got a great show for you tonight. What's on tap? Uh, doing another preview, AFC North. Getting into that a little bit, and then. Uh, but first, we got to start out with the uh, NCAA and their broken system. Ah, uh, yes, the NCAA. Um. So I don't want to ask, but I guess it's for the show. Uh, what's broken with the NCAA now? So I'm gonna read a couple quotes that came out this week. So first, the NCAA ruled that Art Browse and Baylor University did not violate its rules by their inaction. The second quote I want to read is in its report, the NCAA said the committee could not conclude that Baylor or Browse violated NCAA rules by failing to report allegations of sexual and interpersonal violence committed on the campus. So first, I want to preference that this is a not just a shot at the NCAA. It's definitely a shot at Baylor, too, because they allowed it to go on. Mm-hmm. And but to the best of my knowledge, They've cleaned house since then. So, unfortunately, it was done late, but they did do something. Mm -hmm. But the NCAA, on the other hand, they chose not to do anything because apparently in their bylaws, they have no rules that say if a coach supposed to be the adult, right? The adult in the room doesn't do what he is supposed to do by reporting these actions. They don't get penalized. And that is ridiculous and it's unsatisfactory. So basically the NCAA for decades have put in rules to make sure that these poor young student athletes, like poor as in poverty, not poor as in all boohoo, poor athletes stayed poor while using and abusing their bodies for their own profit and gain, but they had no rules in place to protect female students on campus from uh, adults not doing what they're supposed to do. That makes no sense. And so what's the purpose of the NCAA if not to enforce rules? Right. Uh, so, and this is my thing. You Okay, you don't have it in your bylaws that, that this is a thing. Well, how do you not have any of bylaws that you have to uphold the law? The because law, they right. did not uphold the law. That is, they did not report or do anything about sexual misconduct that they knew about. They did nothing about it. So basically, the NCAA is saying it is more important that they kept money out of these students' pockets. And they're still keeping money out of these students' pockets. Don't let the NIL fool you. The NCAA just decided to let a third party pay the players, not themselves. So you're so focused on putting these keeping these athletes poor but you're not worried about the safety of other students on on campus that makes no sense and it's it's ridiculous yeah it it, is absolutely ridiculous um so when i was in grad school uh every semester we had to uh take a little online course uh specifically about reporting sexual misconduct 
Yes. Um, had to, you know, check the box. I certified this, that, and the third. Yep. Um, so, I mean, so uh, first of all, uh, yeah, that looks real bad for those people who were at Baylor at the time. Um, yeah, somebody reports something like that and you just sit on it. Um, yeah, you, you're, you're like the worst type of person ever. So, so basically what the NCAA is saying is Art Browse did nothing wrong, so he should be hired, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. No. He allowed this to go on, did nothing about it because winning football games was more important. Mm-hmm. And for the NCAA, not paying the players was more important than protecting the students on campus. So it, it makes no sense that they have all of these rules. A coach can't even bring his student tacos because they practice too late and uh, all the cafeterias were closed. Mm-hmm. And they can't bring them players something to eat. You know, they go into these uh, kids' houses and tell their parents they're going to take care of them, but they can't really take care of them because it's NCAA violation. You can't give them food. Like, it's an NCAA violation if a player is living on the street and the coach either helps him by giving him a hotel or lets him stay in his guest house or his, you know what I'm saying? That makes yeah. no sense. So, like, let me ask Foster, you this. Um, I haven't. Um... I haven't looked into the rules, but uh, are any of those eligibility rules going to be affected by the NIL? Or Yes. So, technically, the school and the coaches still cannot have interactions. But, basically, all they got to do is go around. Like, they could just pay a middleman, and it's yeah. the same thing. So, again, they did all of this beforehand to make sure that the players didn't get paid, but not protect the students on campus. But yeah, like I was saying, Arian Foster, he said they he called coach the coach one day when he was in college, and he told him straight up, like, "Hey, I don't have any food in my fridge. If we can't get no food, we're gonna probably gonna go out and do something stupid to get some food." And he said, "Coach brought up some food. He's like, man, this is cool. This is great. Coach looked out for us." And then he said the next day, coach pulled up in a brand new Lexus. And he's like, man, this is bullshit. So that's more important than protecting the students on campus. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I guess uh, not enough shares to go around if you got to pay the students, too. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of the NCAA as you. I, I mean, we've said multiple times here on the show. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I I have no words. Um, I'm really lost because that is that should be criminal. Yes, uh, it, it, no, that <laughs> should be. That is that is criminal. It's 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 crazy. It's 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 crazy. Um, but in um unrelated, well related but unrelated, uh, college news. Um. So I heard earlier today that the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC are talking about some uh, sort of scheduling alliance. Yeah, so I think this is a smart move moving forward for those three because if not, you allow the SEC to bully you and then you're basically just going to do whatever they want. So if it were me, if I were in charge of any one of those schools or on the board of any one of those schools, I would make sure – that a motion was passed or not passed, but at least put on the table that we go to six schools. We go to four conference champions. 
the the Big Four conference champions. So you're talking about the playoffs? Yes. Okay. So for the playoffs, because they're about to vote for playoff expansion soon. So for me, I would lock them in, right? So I would make it four conference champions, and then one uh, non or yeah, one group of five, the best group of five, and then uh, whoever the best team available is. So that way, the most the SEC can get is is two. Because if you expand, you're going to allow the SEC to stack the block and they're going to get a huge chunk of the revenue and their TV deals are going to be way through the roof and everybody else is going to be stuck. Uh, Well, that makes sense to me. Um, I guess... My thing is, well, I guess I'm thinking of it of the from the perspective of um, the non-power conferences. Right. Um, like, what happens if you know, say, there's a scheduling alliance? So, uh, basically, all of you know, your out of conference uh, games for uh, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 are essentially gone. Um, well, they're not gone. They'll just be with each other. Well, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, again, as a non-power uh, school, um, yeah, you, you, how do you keep up um, well, if how there is it uh, further by that lo- by that logic, they're not keeping up now. Well, <laughs> well, that's true. But so they they find themselves in a position so, where okay. they're about to get access yeah. uh, if they expand uh, to six or twelve nec- or whatever. Not necessarily, not without a guarantee. And I don't think it, I don't even I don't know if the group of five is invited to this meeting. I would imagine so, but they're not going to have a big voice. So this is this is my thing on the group of five is look at it now. Look at the first week. We're co- we're closing up on the first week of college football. Big games coming up. You don't have any marquee matchups with group of five teams that I can think of. You got Miami playing Bama. You got Georgia playing Clemson. You got uh, North Carolina playing Virginia Tech. Like those are your marquee matchups for this coming uh, the first week of the college football season. Yeah. I don't know how it benefits the top four schools to say, hey, let's give a group of five a guarantee. You know, for me, the only way it benefits them is if the ACC, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten get together and say, hey, let's give a group of five a guarantee. But that's not that's not for the addict kindness of their heart. That's to keep the SEC from getting three and four schools. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. There is no kindness uh, of the heart um, in this. Yeah, I'm looking through the schedule and no, there are not any. But again, uh, in the defense of the group of five, is, is it their fault that nobody scheduled them? No, it's not. But, well, I mean, what are you gonna do? Y'all don't bring in any money. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, we, ju- we just talked about how everything's about the money for the NCAA. So if you're not clearly, if you're not bringing in money, you don't matter to the NCAA. Yeah, that is true. So I mean, just a crazy theory. They should do like uh, England soccer and just get the rid of conferences. Yeah, get rid of conferences. The top twenty-five schools, and then whoever finishes in the bottom four get moved down and then the t- the group below whoever finishes in the top four move up 
That would be fun. Now that would be fun to see. You know, I've seen that in a couple different places, and it would nah, be man. fun. See, here, but here uh, I am thinking I came up with it on my own. <laughs> nah, nah, that, that's been floating around uh, <laughs> the interwebs. I, for yeah, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta tap into this <laughs> internet thing. <laughs> but um, nah, your Alabamas and your Georgias and LSU's yeah. of the world, they wouldn't. Whatever, never, whatever never your, agree. whatever your top twenty-five is at the end of the year, those. Top twenty, well, the top twenty-one stay, and then the bottom four move down to the group of five or whatever you want to call it, and then or it wouldn't be the group of five, but it would be I don't know whatever. They move down, and everybody else stays the same, and you move up the four that finished high. I think that's a dope concept, and I and it honestly only came to me because of that school, that school, the uh, the team in uh, Europe that just moved up and they just had a big win and everybody was going crazy about it. That would be amazing. Like that would be, that would be big. I think it would add to the pageantry of college football. Like it would be, I don't, I don't think any, the old heads, yes, they would hate it, yeah. but they hate everything. Yeah. yeah that's true. Like that's true. they, they, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them probably are still on the lines of segregating the locker rooms, but that's a different story. Uh, what's his name Hannibal Burris had a good joke. He said, uh, "Man, you ran so fast. I'm no longer racist." Said a large percent of Southern college football fans. Hey, true that because um, you see some of the people that uh, go to these tailgates and uh, hold up, hold up. I gotta get off my lazy dad kick. What's up, dude? Okay, thanks for telling me what I could give you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. All right. All right, so let's hop into uh, who we previewing. The AFC, AFC North. AFC North, a uh, division full of quarterbacks, full of quarterbacks with questions. Um Home of my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so what we got? So starting with the Steelers, they finished uh, twelve and four last year, but uh, they had a lot of questions. So they finished fifteenth in passing, mediocre. They finished last in rushing, only averaging eighty four yards a game. They picked up Najee Harris, hoping that helps with that. They didn't sign Juju to a long term deal. That could be a problem uh, if it becomes a distraction or, honestly, if he just leaves next year. They kept Cameron Sutton, but uh, he's probably going to slide over and solidify that nickel spot for them. So that's only going to help their defense. Their defense played really well last year. They led the league in sacks with 56. But, honestly, at the end of the day, it comes down to their production on offense, especially the running game. Like, Big Ben, he's he's lacking. He uh, I expect him to finish bottom third. Um of the league for passing this year. I don't think he has anything left. Uh, it was nice of Juju to say he's coming back for Big Ben, but all the confidence in the world in him isn't going to help them old shoulders. So I think they have a mediocre season this year. Ouch. But it's fair. It's fair. Uh, so we are looking at VegasInsider.com for the projections, and they have them at eight and a half. So, yeah, for all of my betting junkies out there, I would take the under on that one. 
All right, ouch again. All right, moving on. Uh, who's next? Next, we got the Ravens at eleven and five last year. Their issue again in the passing game. They finished thirty second in the passing game, but they finished first in the run and they had a solid defense. So they added Rashad Bateman and uh, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins' injury history is a concern. You would have liked them to grab Galladay or Juju in free agency. Uh, they add, like I said, Bateman. He has good route running, good ball skills, and he runs a four four. So that can only help if he can stay on the field. He's uh he's banged up with a hamstring. Actually, last I looked, all their receivers were banged up. That could just be preseason talk. They just don't want to play. But mm-hmm. um, I think the big thing for them is Lamar Jackson. Obviously, are they going to give him more of the range to throw the ball? He has a couple of receivers. They're obviously they're not world beaters, but they're enough to get the job done and not finish last in passing. So I do think he takes the next step this year and has a better production throwing the ball. All right. Um. Yeah, I, I'm pulling for Lamar. Um, I want to see him continue to develop as a quarterback. Um, I don't. I don't know though, man. I just. Um, I guess if uh, Harbaugh decides to let him uh, let him loose, but I, I just I, I I can't see it. Um, so I look back. What gives me hope for him? Is the his the first playoff game? I think it was his first playoff game. He had almost 500 yards total offense. He had 354 through the air. I think it was. Yeah. So he was slinging the ball around. That game wasn't on him. His receivers let him down. They dropped a lot of passes, and he still threw for 300 yards. So he's shown flashes that he can get it done. It's just can he do it consistently? And if he doesn't take that next step. One, it's going to hurt his pockets. But two, I don't know how much longer he's going to have in the league. Yeah, he's not, well, he's yeah. not Cam. He can't keep running like that. Yeah. Even I, Cam broke down eventually. If he has another questionable season throwing the ball, um, you've got to wonder at what point do you decide to move on if you're Baltimore because, uh, I mean, yeah, you Cam, Vic, he's, you know <sighs> – he, he, I mean, he, don't get me wrong. He he's dynamic, but when those legs go away, well, what that's are you just it. Do? You don't want to get pigeonholed as a running quarterback, um, and in this league, especially not today, yeah. um, with the way they sling the ball around. So yeah, it, it's gonna be a big year. Um, really interesting to see if Lamar takes that leap. Uh, the Ravens on Sportsline, uh, they're pretty high on them. They got them with 11 wins. Yeah, I would uh, take the over on this one. I got them in the 12 to 13 range this year. All right. Sounds like a plan. It hurts me to my heart to say that as a Steelers fan, but, uh, you know, journalism wins, I guess. All right. <laughs> Who's next? The Browns also finished 11 and 5 last year and you know beating the same old drum they finished 24th in passing but they finished third in rushing most of these teams, um, or not most of them, all of them have issues passing. So they had a pretty good defense last year. They added some secondary help uh, and Greg Newsom. He has great speed. He ran a four three eight. So if uh, if he can turn out to be halfway decent, they're, they're going to have some good secondary help. They added a. Uh, John Johnson as well to fill safety need. 
They also added a Jeremiah Owusu. He's a versatile linebacker, so they really stocked up on the defense. Uh, they added a Clowney. So if Clowney can get some help opposite Miles Garrett, defensively they should be great. But uh, I think what's going to hinder them is Baker. I think the defense is going to win them a decent amount of games, but I think Baker is going to lose them a decent amount of games. So the criticism for Lamar is warranted, right? He deserves all of it. He hasn't been consistent passing. But you can't say that Lamar hasn't been consistent passing and not say Baker hasn't been consistent passing. So, and he had, Baker has better weapons, but at all last year, they made all the excuses in the world. Oh, Baker can't play with Odell on the field because he thinks too hard about getting him the ball. What? Dude, you're a quarterback. <laughs> if you got to think about if that's in the back of your mind, like, oh, man, I got to get him the ball. This is not the sport for you, dude. You you got to be the leader in the locker room. That's what they always say, right? So you're the leader in the locker room. You get the ball to whoever's open and let them make plays. And if yeah. Odell, which I doubt it, but I doubt he's in the locker room or in the, in the huddle. I don't know, but I just don't think you would keep somebody on the team like that if they're in his ear saying, hey, get me the ball and nobody else. That's not a thing. I, I don't believe that. That's just a narrative to hide Baker's weaknesses. So you can't talk about Lamar's weaknesses and give Baker a, pl- a pass. So last year, Baker had uh, six or seven games with less than 200 yards passing. That was only two games better than Lamar. So, But the difference is Lamar gave you production with his legs yeah. where Baker didn't. He just handed the ball off, and that's what carried him. So, again— I think Baker is going to be the reason they sh- he's going to lose in some games. But uh, if, if he doesn't take the next step, they're going to be in trouble. All right. Uh, Vegas Insider had them at 10 and a half wins. Yeah, I was looking at them in the 8 to 9 range. So I would probably take the under on that. All right. And last and least... Uh, I guess we got the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, sir. So, obviously, you know what I'm going to say. They finished bottom of the league in passing. <laughs> the difference is they they didn't finish tops in the league in rushing. So, <clears throat> the biggest thing for them, they drafted Jamar Chase and they drafted uh, Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen has really good size and really good mobility. He excels in the run game, but can he develop as a good pass protector to protect Burrow? That's going to be the biggest thing. And then can Jamar Chase get back to what he was before he set out last year for COVID? Again, not not knocking him for sitting out for COVID. I respect that decision. And if my kids were good enough to play in college and had a chance to go to the NFL, I probably would have told him to sit out too. But with that, though, you made that grown man decision. So now you got to get back into being what you were. The rumblings in camps right now is that he's a little rusty. But again, that's to be expected. Um, if he can be the number one receiver they drafted him to be with T. Higgins, who had a solid year last year. He had uh, 67 catches, 908 yards, six touchdowns. Pretty good. So if he can be, you got T. Higgins at number two, you got Jamar Chase at the one, that gives uh, Cincinnati some weapons for Burrow to throw to. So, But I think for them, the biggest thing is they need to continue to shore up that offensive line. Yeah. So this isn't going to be the year for them to do anything. They're probably going to get a low draft pick or high draft pick, I guess, depending on how you look at the draft. So they're going to get a good draft pick, which you know they're probably going to use on the linemen so they can – 
uh, solidify protecting their franchise quarterback. All right. Uh, Vegas Insider has them at six and a half wins. Yeah, that's about all. I, I would say six. So technically the under on that one. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Uh, so that's the AFC North. Um, who's up next? Uh, we got the NFC North here in the next couple of days. Ah, interesting. Yep, yep. Be and then uh, we got our first edition of the Lazy Dad's uh, Sports Documentary Review. The oh, new okay. Malice in the Palace came out. So we're going to review that, talk about it, and uh, see some things. We saw some things that, you know, at the time people missed. And, or wasn't being talked about. The information wasn't readily available the way things are now. So it'd be an interesting topic to talk about. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. All right. You can check us out at thelazydadshow.buzzsprout.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And stay tuned, man. We got some things in the works. Uh, hopefully, you'll like uh, what we had coming up for you. So, uh, Tyrese has been a pleasure. Um, yeah, man. Always. All right. Well, this is Taman. Tyrese with you. All right. Uh, we are the Lazy Dads. And until next time. Y'all take it easy.